Hey everyone, it's Brittany and Aaron with the How Did We Get Here podcast. Join us as we share our story and walk through dating, marriage, parenting, life, and how choosing to love and heal yourself first will open you up to the greatest life you could create. Today on our podcast, Aaron and I are so excited to dive deep into what it's like when opposites attract. So... I am what you would call a very outgoing introvert, which I never understood until I was like 29 years old. Um, Yeah, because you would think they're contradicting. Yeah, and people who know me well think that I'm so outgoing, very outspoken. I'm a performer. Um, They think you're extroverted because of that. Yeah, 100%. And the reality is... I am such an such a introvert. I literally drove the kids to school every single day for years because I would rather put them in the car and drive them to school so that I could avoid standing at the bus stop and awkwardly interacting or not interacting with my own neighbors. Like that is not your favorite. Oh my god, it's, it's not the your worst. Um Aaron, Which to me is the complete opposite because I am the outgoing extrovert. So I am like the two loudest things that you could ever come up with. And so put me at the bus stop and I'll see you after an hour because I'm having a conversation with the neighbors (laughs) about anything and everything. All I can think about is the Allstate commercial with the guy who's like, let's get a round of the jalapeno poppers. Like (laughs) that's so you at the core. And it's so funny because I I strive to be like the mayor of the neighborhood. I want to be. <laughs> I want to be um, in Christmas with the Cranks. What's his name? Fromeyer. Fromeyer. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's fine. That's exactly who I want to be. I'll be the weird oh. wife who like peeks out the blinds and like crawls on the floor to avoid who's ever well, knocking on the door. It's going to be a beautiful night. Yeah. <laughs> so. Better put up that frosty. <laughs> <laughs> How on earth oh. do you make it work in a relationship when you are an outgoing extrovert like Aaron and an outgoing introvert like me? Um. And I mean, I sometimes, depending on the time of the month or the cycle of the moon, sometimes I am a not outgoing introvert. Like, <laughs> I am a... Ingoing I'm an introvert. ingoing introvert who, honestly, I, I have this whole vision of this wild woman out in the woods by herself with, like, animal furs and a book and a cauldron where I can, like, cook my own food and I'm just completely left alone. Surrounded by moss and oh, squirrels. Yes. God, you know. And ferns and, and deer. ivy. Yes. Eating out of the palm of your hand. Yeah, staring at the stars and trying to learn how to map them. Who are you, Snow White? <laughs> she, she's not that cool. She's the least cool of all of the princesses. <laughs> Moana. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Um, but so is it possible to make it work? Can you put a an introvert and an extrovert together? And the answer is absolutely because here we are, 14 yeah. years and thriving. Yeah. <laughs> um, so was it always easy? Absolutely not. Oh, come on. Absolutely Cakewalk. not. <laughs> Finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, it's funny because when you meet somebody, you have to think you are showing up as the person you think they want you to show up as, and you're both doing that. So it's almost like a facade. And so when Aaron and I met, um, if you listen to our origin story, I think I was pretty authentic across the board with my awkwardness and my handshaking and my, I don't know if I'm walking to a front door and I'm walking down a driveway. It was, it was perfect. Um, but I tried to show up as authentically myself as possible. However, Aaron had a little bit more of a facade. He had this very, I've got all my shit together. I've got this great apartment. I've got this great job. He was putting this foot forward of who he wanted to be or was like striving to be. And that's who he wanted me to believe he was in the moment. And so he seemed very mature, um, thoughtful, methodical, calm, kind of like kind of on my level, right? He, we had these calm, amazing conversations. It was just he and I. It's not like he asked me to meet him out fist pumping at some club downtown where we were taking Jaeger shots. Um, and so I felt like we were very, I don't know, compatible. We just, we went really well together. And it wasn't until four days after we met and we had been dating that he asked me to come out with him for one of his friend's birthdays. And I saw him at a, a really kind of cool restaurant bar downtown and complete different guy, complete, complete different guy. And it's really cute looking at the photos now because I'm literally sitting in a big leather chair with my legs crossed and I'm holding like a little martini and I'm just kind of smiling and taking it all in but I'm definitely not up rubbing elbows and flirting and bumping into people and being this loud just very commanding presence the way Aaron was and it was so overwhelming to me and by the time we got back to his apartment I was so drained I was extremely quiet which he interpreted as I was mad or annoyed and I might had been, um, but if, if I was, it was actually, I was so drained and overwhelmed. And when you're unaware of what you're feeling and why you're feeling that way, you might just, the easiest thing to blame it on is, oh, well, I must be mad, right? Like that's a very yeah. easy, yep. um, but the reality was, cause you don't know exactly. I was so drained. And so it was really difficult kind of moving forward from there because when we were together, there was no very loud, overwhelming presence of Aaron all the time. It was a little bit more balanced. Um, and then I don't know when, where, or how, but things flopped. And our biggest struggle the last decade, eight years, um, has been me coming into my own that I now know and understand, oh, Yes, when I go out with my girlfriends, I am the loudest, bravest, you know, I'll go up to the bar and get drinks for everybody and I will lead the pack. But after that, I need to go home and be left alone for two days because I need to like recoup all of my energy and sanity back. Um, and when I started understanding like I need silence and I need alone time and I need introspective time, I need salt baths and grounding things like 
you know, earthy elements and plants and trees and fire um, to help me continue to show up. And Aaron doesn't seem to ever need any of that. And he started taking it a little bit personal, right? Like, yeah. Well, it's again, when you don't have tools to help you and understand what, what it is that you're feeling, thinking, or going through, then you don't have an answer. And so you internalize it and you take it for what you can know and understand. So because I'm an outgoing extrovert, whenever Brittany would kind of turn in or need these downtimes, um, we like to coin the term codependent. <laughs> um, so I have a little bit of codependency going on where because I energize and thrive in uh, environments where I can bounce things off other people, um, whether it's conversation or energies or things like that, that's how I kind of get my engine revved up and how I have the gas to go, go, go all day. That when she would want to turn in or, you know, be alone and, and have her downtime and quiet time, I took it personally. Like, she didn't want to talk to me. She didn't want to hear what I had to say or the she want didn't want to spend time with me and instead of talking it through that's just what i took it as i would assume <laughs> that that's that was the feeling that 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 was the negativity from it when really it wasn't negative at all it was she needed to recharge she needed that downtime and because i didn't understand her personality and personality type at that time i didn't get that that was her re-energizing that was her putting gas in her vehicle so she'd come back and drive on a road trip with me yeah which is really neat because yeah. it's not even that you looked at it as you keep saying like when i need to turn in you interpreted it as i was turning away from you um and also at the time because i didn't understand why i felt that my my dumbed down feelings or interpretation of my own feelings was oh i must just be annoyed right because i was tired and you try to attach to excuses Aaron needs to clear his throat he's gonna <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna cough um but i i didn't get that it was my energy was low because I had really, truly, like, I ran my tank. And I didn't know what that felt like. And so I didn't know what I needed to refill it or to recharge. And what's worse is when you have an empty tank and the person you love is notably sad or somber. And then you feel like on an empty tank, you need to somehow figure out how to drive up the fucking hill to get to this person to show them like, I still love you and I'm here and everything's okay. Um, and then I think the come down is even harder because then, you know, feelings of exhaustion and nothing I do is ever good enough. And, you know, hints of resentment, like, what do you want from me? <laughs> like that just, that whole feeling. And I think... People can kind of just implode on themselves. Yeah. Because it's what they think. Right? Yeah. Fire tornado. Fire tornado. <clears throat> the All these spinning thoughts going through your head of... 
Why are they not paying attention to me? How come they're over there and they won't even sit next to me and hold my hand? I used to, when our kids were little, little kids, um, kind of after Aaron would get home from work, he's buzzing because he's been at work all day in a great energetic environment and he's tired, but full of energy. And he wants me, he wants me to play and talk and, you know, interact with him. But I've been um, demanded of all day by these three little (laughs) tiny humans. Um, And they've been pulling on me and I've been serving and serving and serving and I'm done. And it's not like take the kids I'm leaving, but it's more of a thank God my person is here to help me. I need a good solid 30 minutes hiding in the closet. <laughs> I need to I need to go, you know, hop in the shower and blast some music and just sing at the top of my lungs. Like whatever your recharge looks like. For a little while, it was me sitting. We call it the pocket. We've always had a sectional and where the two sectional parts come together, that's our pocket. And I'd sit there with a pillow on each side of me. Like I was in my own little safe space and I'd have my face buried in my phone because feeling safe and secure and just mindlessly scrolling was better than serving and serving and serving and serving. I needed, I needed a break. And it was just really difficult because Aaron felt hurt by it. And then I would feel exhausted by his hurt because I, I don't want him to hurt. I don't want him to feel like I don't love him and I'm not here to show up. So you guys can kind of see this crazy hamster wheel of what can happen when an introvert and an extrovert come together or just opposites in general. When opposites come together and you don't fully know yourself first, um, which I think is our number one here. So we've we've kind of broke this down to four takeaways for you guys. And number one, if you've been following along, the theme is you have to know yourself. Otherwise, you're going to feel frustrated and annoyed and, you know, exhausted, right? I, Un- I do all of this and no one appreciates me. Yeah. yeah, or the opposite. And you feel, <clears throat> well, I guess I'm not loved and I'm not good enough. And they don't even want to hold my hand. And I've missed them all day, but now they won't even hug and kiss me. And it's understanding yourself well enough to know what your real feelings are why they're there, and how you can honor them. So, Aaron Townley, how do you honor and know your feelings about being an extrovert when it's very obvious that my tank is empty? Would, sorry, say that again? Are you listening to the guy who's no. trimming the bush outside? No, I got... <laughs> so, what... <laughs> like, when... How do you know and honor who you are to make sure that you're good... When oh. I'm in like empty mode. Gotcha. Um, well, it it can come out in a few different ways. Um, I know for me, a lot of times it's um, being around my clients at work, having a lot of conversations and like open conversations. And um, I, I just, I get energized around things and people and busyness and um i one of them that i love to do is like clean around the house right remember you used to get upset with me and be like stop cleaning would you stop doing that but 
really it sometimes it makes me feel a lot better when I do or when I do a project or something like that. It's kind of that that extrovertedness of I'm doing something, I'm getting something done, I feel good because yeah. I'm doing it. And it's filling that that want or need or like getting the kids, taking the kids to a park yeah, or or playing a, a game with them or, um, you know, we're not a big video game family, but we do have a Nintendo Switch, which allows four of our family members to play. And so sometimes I'll grab all three kids and be like, hey, we're going to play some mario kart or some some kind of a game that we, the four of us can play together or sit down and play monopoly um and i'm fulfilling that um i don't know personality need that i need yeah um without demanding it from you yes yeah i so appreciate that that way i'm not always relying on you like i have in the past and so part of this is why that number one is number one, figure out what you need and get to know you so you can talk to your partner about your wants and your needs. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so that would kind of lead us into number two, mm-hmm. our takeaway of when you are doing life with an opposite, right? Your, your opposing force in life is know that person's needs kind of like what Aaron was just saying he has over trial and error and years together he has come alongside me and learned alongside me that when I'm exhausted so my my day job um I own currently two boutiques um in a very busy outdoor mall here in Portland and when I'm at work I am physically running between my two shops. I am helping my customers. I'm making sure my employees are good and schedules are done and invoices are paid. Like it's a very uh, masculine energy, go, 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 extroverted energy type job. And I I love my job and I love my stores. Um, But when I get home, my drive home it takes me 12 to 15 minutes if I've been at work for more than four hours it is definitely taking me 15 minutes because I'll drive slower because I'm blasting my music my sunroof is open I've got my heated seat on but like windows down and I am singing and I am blasting classical piano music and then the next song is Halsey and it's all over the place but it's my way of kind of grounding down and connecting to myself to give myself like it's like a little caffeine shot so that when I get home and I walk in the door and my two littlest kiddos literally like (laughs) sideswipe me knock me over pull my stuff off and from that moment I'm home it's mom 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 and Aaron is so good at seeing it and coming alongside of me being like hey guys let mom take off her coat hey guys let mom you know go put on some sweats or something and he used to be the guy who would sideswipe me when I walked in the door and be like, wifey, wifey, wifey. <laughs> and it's just so beautiful that as I learned what I need to recharge, he has learned what I need to recharge. And I've been able to communicate to him like, hey, I'm feeling 
extra drained today or I'm feeling extra introverted. Can we go on a walk? Can we get the kids and go on a family walk? Like that's one of my favorite things to do. They can run and we can play games and laugh, but it just feels calmer and more recharging to me. Um, likewise, I know Aaron needs lots of um, physical touch and attention. He's like the world's sexiest man puppy. And so I want to make sure that I am recharged so that I then can constantly be like, hey, I'm paying attention to you. For example, I met him at his gym the other day. Um, he asked me like, hey, I some of my clients canceled if you want to come work out with me. And so I just figured that's fine. I threw the kids all on the bus, got them ready. And I ran out the door and I met him. And he gave me a banana because I was dragging and we started our workout and I was so energized to just be around him and he seemed a little down and I was dancing and doing the tootsie roll and he actually asked me to basically like calm down and leave him alone which I don't think in 14 years has ever happened I like that you're pink cheeked he he did he told me he wasn't going to help me work out ever again. It was devastating. That is not what I said. <laughs> he said that he needed space and time and I wasn't welcome in the gym anymore. That is not even close. <laughs> Aaron was doing cable pull downs bent over and I may or may not had like danced up on him and also whispered intimate things in his ear while he was pulling heavy weights because I was just trying to give him some of the fun energies and I guess, you know. Right place, right time. He didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. But... It just wasn't what I needed at that time. No. But it was funny. It was funny. And that's okay. And we laugh about it now. You know? It's... It's finding that balance. Yeah. And and it's recognizing what your person needs at that time. Yeah. And it's not just your spouse either. It's anybody that lives in your household. So if you are um, a family that has kids, we get to know our kids every single day, every day. Especially our 13-year-old. Their wants and their needs are changing all the time with their personality as they're growing and getting older and bigger. And so we have to pay attention to what they need, especially if they're having a harder day um, you know, they go through tough days just the same way we do. Mm-hmm. And so being aware of that and paying attention to their highs and lows and what's going on, maybe they're empty. Maybe we're draining them and not even knowing it. Yeah. Um, maybe they need some introvert time. Our 13 year old, she lately, she used to be a huge extrovert, but as she's gotten a little bit older, she's finding out she needs some introverted time as well. So sometimes it just takes a little bit of some downtime for her to go into her room with her door closed by herself to recharge and get what she needs. Yeah. Um, So she can come back down and spend family time with us from 6 o'clock to 7.30, Yeah. you know, at night. So. Well, and also it goes back to us as parents not taking it personal that, well, she doesn't want to hang out with us. She's disinterested in the family. And then... We're putting her in a shame bubble of you're, you're not communicating with us. You're not connecting with the family. Yep. And the truth is when we do those things to people, whether it is our spouse, our significant other, our child, whatever, we are pushing what we 
want and what we think is best on them and we are not honoring at all that they know what they need at that time. So yeah. if she needs to lay in her bed and she's exhausted from her school day, if we sit there and give her a hard time and say, hey, get out of your room, come spend time with us, we are not at all honoring who she is and what she needs in that moment. Like, yeah. yes, especially with kids, there's a fine line <laughs> because you don't want to be detached. Yeah. But, but you also don't want to be that over-controlling parent or that helicopter parent that yeah. just tells them what to do every minute of every day. Yeah, and does not honor their feelings. And I mean, that happened for a few years in Aaron and my marriage. It was Aaron didn't honor that I needed time and space or a reboot because he just assumed I function the way he functions. And if he feels you know, high energy and he wants to snuggle and he wants to do all this stuff, but I kind of want to curl up in a blankie and just be left alone for a little bit. He would just take it personal and become sad. And he never intended to push that on me. And I never intended him to feel rejected or not important, but it was simply, we needed to learn what each of us individually needed, why we felt that way. And then we needed to learn to communicate it. And once we started communicating it to each other, it has been the most divine, fluid support system of, oh, it's very obvious when Aaron needs a little extra attention and it's so easy to pour into him and give that to him because he is constantly aware of when I need a little extra alone time or connection with nature or you know, just to make space for my busy mind, we call it, we call it my fire tornado. Um, when he notices my like restless leg syndrome, like my feet are constantly tapping around or my fingers are fidgeting. When he notices these things, he instantly will be like, Hey, let's go on a walk. It's, it's not even a question. He just knows it. Or, you know, do you want a cup of tea and let's go watch an episode of Outlander. And I, he literally knows all the things. And it's amazing because I feel so supported. And even sometimes I might not acknowledge, oh, I'm kind of like hitting the bottom of my barrel. He notices it first and he instantly steps in to support it, which makes it so easy for me to not hit the bottom of the barrel very often so that I am constantly able, capable, wanting and and ready to show up for him in his way. Um, I have this beautiful like infinity symbol just flowing back and forth of he's pouring into me and supporting me and what I need as an introvert and not taking it personal because he has evolved in his emotional maturity and intelligence. And then I get to constantly be in this ease and flow of pouring into him and giving him what he needs as an extrovert, again, without feeling resentful or overwhelmed by it. Um, it actually makes it really fun. I feel like if we were both introverts or if we were both like outgoing introverts, that'd be boring. It's Well, it would be tough because you guys, if one was empty, the other might just be empty too. And, yeah. it, and it might be a, a, an ever-flowing ball of emptiness i don't know <laughs> <laughs> not flowing a, uh, a dried up well dried, maybe yeah. there you go <laughs> oh you're my favorite oh. aaron and i in our very early years we saw a counselor for a short while um and 
she wasn't the best but i think the one thing that always stuck with us is she had this analogy or an explanation of emotionally when Erin and i were upset or had a disagreement or a fight or whatever you would call it she said that there's always two different personalities in any kind of conflict and there is a child and then there is a parent and if one of the people is acting let's say i'm in the child mentality at the time right my feelings are her or i'm stomping my foot like not literally but that'd be funny um i'm throwing a fit okay my feelings are hurt i'm assuming something or i interpreted something wrong and aaron hit one of my triggers i need him to not fall into a child mentality and combat it with well, you started it like thinking thinking about our two little ones getting in an argument. One of the people has to be the adult in that situation to say, hey, we need to take a time out. Like I, we need to understand this. And it's really, really difficult if you don't know how, right? It's if you haven't learned to exercise that muscle or to grow and evolve in that way emotionally, it's really, really hard when you're having a conversation and you have this mindset of oh my gosh I'm kind of being a kid right now and then you realize that the person you're with is also being a kid and Aaron and I would literally stop and be like hold on we're both being the kid one of us has to be the adult and then it's almost like you do it no you do it and it's like okay we would then understand we need to take a time out and figure this out until one of us can make that energetic shift to the parent or the adult to help facilitate where are we going to go from here? Because two children combating, there's no facilitating an end goal. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, my mom would call it it's a pissing match. Um, and that's kind of what it would be like living with an opposite, an extrovert with an introvert is you both can kind of fall into that child mentality of, well, you're ignoring me. Well, you're annoying me and not understanding, oh, I actually just feel a little bit lonely right now. And I was taking your withdrawal personal, but I actually see that your withdrawal is your recharge. I'm going to be the, you know, quote unquote adult in this situation and honor that, give you that space and be really excited that as soon as you recharge, you're going to come back and we're going to, you know, do this, 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 and this. Um, It's just, it's a really great way to kind of, if you're a visual person to think about it so that when it happens, you can start spotting it. Because you can't change something or make a shift until you can actually spot what's happening in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Finding the tools uh, to help you figure out who you are so you and your partner can do that together and work through that together. Personality tests. or And again, you may have to take one once a year or once every six months, because again, things change and things shift. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've seen introverts turn into extroverts, just, you know, doesn't happen overnight and they may not even know it or recognize it, but they do. And they start realizing, oh, they need to spend more time out with friends or family or things like that to get that fulfillment that they might need of that energy. So that way they're not draining it from their spouse or their children or anything yeah any anybody else in their life that could be not suffering but i mean but it could be a suffering you know if if you're constantly running on an empty bucket it's you take everything personal when you're 
at empty. Yeah. No matter what side of the spectrum you're on, if you are an introvert and you're empty, no one understands you. Everyone drains you. They're, you know, you're exhausted. You're burnt out. You feel overwhelmed. You feel anxiety. And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, if you're this extrovert and you're running on empty, then you're lonely and nobody wants you and nobody cares about you. And I mean, it's just, it's so great when you can take a step back and realize you're feeling something like that. Yeah. And you take control of the situation and you understand it's not for anybody else to feel what you're feeling and nobody else can really fill what you need filled but you. Yeah. Um, radical self-responsibility, guys. If you feel lonely and you feel exhausted, like understand where is that coming from? Because chances are it's tied to you've drained yourself and you haven't appropriately acknowledged what you need to refill and given that to yourself. And if you're with a partner, it's really, really neat to take the time to understand and then kind of figure out where are you different? What do each of you need? And I'm, if they're complete opposing things like mine and Aaron's, it works. It does. It actually works pretty good. I think it works it, amazingly. It's just understanding it. Yep. Yep. Understand it. So know yourself, right? Take time to get to know yourself. Then figure out and know the person you're with. Kids, parents, spouses, whatever it is. So that you know what fills them and what drains them. And then learn to communicate it because once you communicate it without fear of not being understood or without judgment, then it makes it so easy to feel supported because if someone knows what you need, they're going to easily be able to show it to you and then respect what is theirs, right? Respect. He needs some, you know, loud out there time with his buddies and he loves it if I'm with him and he understands that I can come with him and not be mosh pitting with him but I can actually be there and like hiding in the back of the room where I feel safe I'm there like there's really cute ways to make it work and then lastly don't take it personal if they have gone introverted don't take it personal it's not about you right now it's about them um if the other person feels lonely and unseen do not take it personal it's just they need to be refilled. Let them refill their self, communicate it, support it. It's a really beautiful flow once you figure it out. Yeah? Got anything else to say, husband? I got nothing. You covered all the topics. You covered all the topics. Yay, introverts and extroverts. Absolutely. All right, you guys. So then that, that's it for now. Let us know if you have any comments. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. Follow us at How Did We Get Here Podcast. Send us a DM and let us know if there's any questions you have, if there's anything we can go over. And like always, please review and follow us so that you can be in the know for when our next episode comes out. So until next time. Take care, you guys.